the test one two or the test one two gawiza yeah this is farid kubanda also known as fidq the metaphysical poetry alchemist who remains in the lab formulating metrical structured prose in his quest for the lhf immortality for bongo hip-hop also known as the top of yo what's up this is vivara f-i-v-a-r-a you're listening to chai convo with lizana It's another day, it's another beautiful day. I can sing you, everyone. Hey, 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 this is another episode of Chai Convo. Yes, and this episode is called Hip Hop Collective. Yeah, I had a chance to have this brief interview with one of LA, you know, um, collector. Yes, hip hop records corrector. His name is Amir, and we had a brief discussion on hip hop collections and his hip hop takes, and a bit, you know, a dive on mental health and, well, particularly in hip hop kind of playlist. Are you there? Yes, you are, and stay there. Thank you. So, trying to make this quick, I really want to know, I mean, like, um, who are you and your interest in hip-hop collection? Because I'm a hip-hop enthusiast myself, but being in Africa and all the, the movement with hip-hop and the lack of mainstream, you know, uh, recognition, it's really been even tough to just even try to think of, uh, of doing the collection of, from the way back, you know, since the hip hop started in this end. So, uh, briefly, I would really, really like to know um, who you are and where your interest came from. Yeah, so <clears throat> my name's Amir, uh, Amir Rahimi. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm from Los Angeles, California, um, born and raised, and big, big, big hip hop fan, as you can see on my. Instagram page, YouTube page, Mm. uh, rapping, snacking. And basically, one of my friends when I was in middle school had burned me a CD. um, And it was a Tupac CD. He had burned me, me against the world, and he had also burned me loyal to the game. So, the burning days. Yeah, so he had burned me, Me Against the World, which was his 1995 album. Then he had burned me, uh, his posthumous album, uh, Loyal to the Game. And I remember listening to them that same week. And at that time, I was a huge fan. So Tupac was, was really my first introduction to like an actual full-length rap album. Um, and from then, I was pretty much hooked and... I downloaded a few albums, and then from there on, I, I started to buy music because I believed in as well as physical um, media because I always loved touching and holding the actual physical copies. Yeah. And um, from that point on, I just started buying, and uh, here we are today, pretty much. Oh, so uh, 
it goes without a question that between Biggie and Tupac, you you go with Tupac all the way. <laughs> I, I I like them a lot. I like them both a lot. Um, I don't. I personally, I don't try to compare them, but unfortunately, they both were linked um, with their beef. But yeah, mm. they're both great. But yeah, I I do prefer Tupac if I had to choose. Okay. So do you curate like other like hip hop uh, concerts, uh, hip hop, whatever that has to do with hip hop, like in your end in Los Angeles, as you mentioned, do you own a shop, the physical shop that people could just on, you know, um, come and see the collection? Because in Africa, we don't have those anymore. So uh, for those who, who travels and would like to just like, you know, pop by and see for themselves, do you have like a specific spot for that? Uh, I don't have a shop. Uh, everything I, I buy is really just um, for me in terms of uh, me listening and me like uh, just just wanting to to have and to research and to enjoy. But uh, mm. I obviously share it all in terms of sharing, you know, videos and photos and the knowledge that I have. Um, but in terms of selling and, and showing the place, it's not public. It's just my, my oh, room, awesome. but okay. some people have come over and, and checked it out, um, who are part of, you know, the industry, mm. but, uh, generally speaking, uh, since it's my house, no one really comes here. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, okay, the collection, you know, f first thought that came to my mind was like, this has to be like a very very like a spot somewhere in in in, in um ca or something uh but now you're telling me all of those collection are in your house yes okay okay thank you mill okay briefly i would really like to know what do you know about african hip-hop do you know anything do you know even where to start who is your favorite no, yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, well versed in African hip hop, mm -hmm. and I'm also not well versed in just much hip hop outside of the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a, a big world, and there's so much to listen to. And uh, I really mainly know U.S. stuff, and even within the U.S., I'm still learning. I don't. I don't know nearly everything. So nice. So just to um, just to amplify my brothers and sisters in hip hop in, uh, in Africa, and I'm talking, I'm, I'm representing Tanzania in this uh, in this episode right now. Uh, we do have a lot of hip hop uh, artists here and enthusiasts who also uh, would like to invest more in hip hop collection and having archives of some sort in hip hop. Um, if they want to reach international, where would you tell them to start? Like, where do do they start to correct those kind of uh, those kind of collection for for them to research and learn as well for their careers? So, in terms of um, getting more music and and like actual physical copies, I'm not sure since like like you just said, I haven't. Um, Mm. been to Africa yet so yes. but I, I take your word on it that it is very hard to find a lot of physical media mm. um, 
And I actually get a lot of messages from people around the world, some in Africa, some in Russia, some in China, some just other places. And mm. they'll mention that it's, it's pretty difficult to get actual music and they ask mm. me for websites and all mm. these other things. And they even ask me if I'm selling, right? <laughs> uh, and it's, it's very difficult because one thing, you know, everything costs money. And then two, shipping is always a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fox. ship anything national is extremely expensive in mm-hmm. most instances. And then, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't get cheap, right? I think in the past few years, especially, mm-hmm. it's gotten even more expensive for some, some releases. So I would just recommend and to anyone who doesn't really have access to shops, mm. I would recommend if they're ever coming out of the country and going to the U.S. or going to maybe somewhere in Europe or something like that, then mm. they can go and buy a bunch of things and ship it back home mm. because to buy things online can get extremely pricey every time you do it with you know, the conversion fees and then the shipping fees and then also just taking so long to ship internationally, it becomes a challenge. Um, And that's thankfully something that I haven't really had to navigate through yet since Mm. I have access to so much um, with just where I live. Um, But definitely uh, I've heard it's a big, big, big challenge for other people. Mm. Yeah. I, I would really also like to ask, um, would you recommend hip-hop music for a, like a wellness kind of music? Because this is also a wellness podcast and uh, we're trying to navigate how to to make our mental, you know, headspace better among creatives. It's all surrounding arts and culture and hip-hop being on the top of the game. Um, would you recommend hip-hop music? For like mental awareness, calmness, collect, you know, for collecting. Would you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think, um, like the mental health aspect and, and feeling better mm-hmm. and, and all the, all of that, uh, yes. part of it mm-hmm. is definitely dependent on the listener. And <clears throat> some people really uh, lean on music to brighten their day. Yes. And whether that's hip hop or rock and roll or jazz or, you know, techno or whatever it is, I think the good thing about music is you can throw it on. It's it's very low effort in the sense that you can nowadays you can just open up Spotify or YouTube or whatever and listen to some of your favorite songs. And I think that music is powerful that you're able to sing along, you're able to be alone and enjoy it and no one's watching you and I think it is very positive, and I think for me especially, I think hip-hop makes me feel good, (laughs) and I recommend it. Um, But also, there's so many types of of different uh, rappers and artists, Mm. and some people just like instrumental hip-hop, some people like hip-hop that's more aggressive, some people like the more conscious rap, and some people just like party rap, and and there's other types too, so... I recommend it. I think <laughs> I think it definitely helps people feel good, and some people may not like it too much. <laughs> but for me, it definitely helps me out. Uh, helps me get in a good headspace. 
Okay, lastly but not least, I would um, if you can advise hip hop artists, uh, especially in Africa, in Tanzania. Um, here we have a big problem of like mainstream media not supporting the genre, and uh, there there's, there's a lot of uh, theories and there's a lot of discussions behind it. I'm not going to go into that detail, but. I would, if you could advise someone uh, of these hip hop artists that are coming up and they they are so passionate about hip hop, they've been listening to Tupac, you know, they've been listening to Biggie, KRS One, and yes, and the list goes on, and and they are they are they are told by the uh, mainstream media that they are not supposed to do that kind of rap, they're not supposed to do that kind of hip hop, they should switch to another genre. Um, we have our Bongo Fever genre here, which is also very beautiful, but a lot of hip hop artists are, are being discouraged to continue with their uh, rap skills. Oh, the hip hop culture because they are told that it's not selling, um, they won't make it that far. What you, you, your advice would be, you know, just like uh, your two cents. I think that <clears throat> what I've noticed um, with just a lot of artists in general, yes, um, I think that as long as the artist stays true to themselves, mm. uh, I think they're more likely to find success rather than trying to adapt to like a different sound. So mm. if That's the hip hop um, in Africa is geared more towards like, let's just say uh, their production is more geared to uh, some type of drums, then I would rather them use that type of drum uh, than try to use like what someone in California might use or someone in New York might use if they rap a certain way or uh, if let's say they rap a little slower or rap mm -hmm. a little faster, I would stick to that and try and sharpen those skills because when you are in the, for example, Los Angeles in the 90s, they became very synonymous with G-Funk, and then everyone tried to copy G-Funk. Then you had uh, the South, and everyone wanted to sound like Outkast, and then you had like the East Coast, and everyone wanted to sound like Wu-Tang Clan. So mm -hmm. you had these people who were different. They didn't copy anyone else. Sure, they were inspired, but they didn't copy people, and they um, found so much success, and then everyone wanted to copy them. And uh, not to say that's what's happening in Africa, I'm, mm. I'm unaware, but yes. I think that if you do something that's new and you bring a new flavor, then people want to be like, hey, what's that? Let me check that out. And then all of a sudden you have the whole world checking it out and also having copycats. Um, and mm. maybe there are already people who copy and then just take it. That's very possible. Um but yeah, it's it's easier said than done. It's it's very hard, you know. It's a big world, and um, depending on what you know, companies you have backing you, and and how many viewers you get, that's that's really the tough thing. It's how do you get the music over, um, and how do do people like it? Do they not like it? It's very hard to gauge. But I usually see things take off when someone is providing something that the world hasn't heard before or hasn't heard enough of and then they'll start to listen to it more and more and more because it's more uh, unique so that's something that that i notice but mm. it's always different it's it's tricky to uh, navigate 
valid points uh so yeah thank you so much the floor is yours i know how to find your instagram but if you can tell my audience how to find you and see those collections if there's a blog or a website or something that we can all just try to you know to leave the culture <laughs> yeah i appreciate it uh yeah so my instagram is rapping and snacking so that's r-a-p-p-i-n a-n-d-s-n-a-c-k-i-n mm. um big big hip-hop lover i try to support the artists in the physical formats and um it's it's, it's been a it's been fun for almost 20 years mm. and um from los angeles love food love love everything so one day i'll make it out to africa we're looking forward to it <laughs> yeah i know it's it. it's on my list yeah the world is a big place and uh i'm excited to check out some places and hopefully learn more uh from the people of the land as well as you know trying out cuisines and just Looking at record stores too, you know, you never yes. know. There could be <laughs> one tucked away. <laughs> yes, I do believe that. That that I do believe that. Thank you so much, Emil. Thank you so much. This has been really, really um, a lot of valid points. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you setting it up, and it was nice talking with you. Thank you. Oh, <clears throat> Recording in progress. Okay. This flu, 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 flu. Recording stopped. Okay. Hip-hop fun fact. Did you know that Kendrick Lamar has the most Grammy nominations on a single night compared to any other artist? But Jay-Z also has the most Grammy nominations in history compared to any artist. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emil from Los Angeles. CA that is, yes, California. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode, Hip Hop Collectives. Until the next episode of Chai Convo, this is Lisa Nakafua.